Chapter Seven of the Mystery of the Sycamore by Carolyn Wells. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Inquiries. Late the same evening, the Wheeler family and their guests were gathered in the living room. Much had been done in the past few hours. The family doctor had been there, the medical examiner had been called and had given his report, and the police had come and were still present. Samuel Appleby, Jr., though no longer to be called by that designation, was expected at any moment. Two detectives were there, but one, Hallen, by name, said almost nothing, seeming content to listen, while his colleague conducted the questioning of the household. Burden, the talkative one, was a quick-thinking, clear-headed chap, decided of manner and short of speech. "'Now look here,' he was saying. "'This was an inside job, of course. "'Might have been one of the servants, "'or might have been any of you folks. "'How many of you are ready to help me in my investigations "'by telling all you know? "'I thought we had to do that, whether we're ready or not,' "'spoke up Genevieve, who was not at all abashed "'by the presence of the authorities. "'Of course we'll tell all we know. "'We want to find the murderer.' just as much as you do keefe looked at her with a slight frown of reproof but said nothing the others paid no attention to the girl's rather forward speech in fact everybody seemed dazed and dumb the thing was so sudden and so awful the possibilities so many and so terrible that each was aghast at the situation the three wheelers said nothing now and then they looked at one another but quickly looked away and preserved their unbroken silence geoffrey allen became the spokesman for them it seemed inevitable for some one must answer the first leading questions and though curtis keefe and miss lane were in appleby's employ the detective seemed more concerned with the wheeler family bad blood wasn't there between mr appleby and mr wheeler burden inquired they had not been friends for years allan replied straightforwardly for he felt sure there was nothing to be gained by misrepresentation huh what was the trouble mr wheeler daniel wheeler gave a start then pulling himself together he answered slowly the trouble was that mr appleby and myself belonged to different political parties and when i opposed his election as governor he resented it and a mutual immunity followed which lasted ever since did you kill mr appleby wheeler looked at his questioner steadily and replied i have nothing to say that's all right you don't have to incriminate yourself he didn't kill him cried maida unable to keep still i was there in the room i could see that he didn't kill him who did then and the detective turned to her i-i don't know i didn't see who did it are you sure miss better tell the truth i tell you i didn't see i didn't see anything i had heard an alarm of fire and i was wondering where it was you didn't get up and go to find out no no i stayed where i was where were you in the window seat in the den meaning the room where the shooting occurred yes my father's study 
and from where you sat you could see the whole affair i might have if i had looked but i didn't i was reading thought you were wondering about the fire yes maida was quite composed now i raised my eyes from my book when i heard the fire excitement what sort of excitement i heard people shouting and i heard men running i was just about to go out toward the north veranda where the sounds came from when i i can't go on and maida broke down and wept you must tell your story maybe it'll be easier now than later can't you go on miss wheeler there's little to tell i saw mr appleby fall over sideways didn't you hear the shot no yes i don't know maida looked at her father as if to gain help from his expression but his face showed only agonized concern for her dear child he said tell the truth tell just what you saw or heard i didn't hear anything i mean the noise from the people running to the fire so distracted my attention i heard no shot or any sound in the room i just saw mr appleby fall over you're not giving us a straight story miss wheeler said the detective bluntly seems to me you'd better begin all over seems to me you'd better cease questioning miss wheeler said curtis keefe looking sympathetically at maida she's just about all in and i think she's entitled to some consideration hmm pretty hard to find the right one to question mrs wheeler now i'd rather not trouble her too much talk to me said allen i can tell you the facts and you can draw your deductions afterward me too said keefe ask us the hard questions and then when you need to inquire of the wheelers remember they're under great nervous strain well then burden seemed willing to take the advice you start in mr keefe you're mr appleby's secretary i believe yes we were on our way back to his home in stockfield we expected to go there to-morrow you got any theory of the shooting i've nothing to found a theory on i was out at the garage helping to put out a small fire that had started there how'd it start i don't know in the excitement that followed i never thought to inquire tell your story of the excitement i was at the garage with mr allen and two chauffeurs the wheeler's man and mr appleby's man together and with the help of a gardener or two we put the fire out then mr allen said let's go to the house and tell them there's no danger they may be worried mr allen started off and i followed he preceded me into the den then you tell what you saw there mr allen i saw first of all began geoffrey the figure of mr appleby sitting in a chair near the middle of the room his head hung forward limply and his whole attitude was unnatural the thought flashed through my mind that he had had a stroke of some sort and i went to him and i saw he was dead you knew that at once i judged so from the look on his face and the helpless attitude then i felt for his heart and found it was still you a doctor no but i've had enough experience to know when a man is dead 
all right what was mr wheeler doing nothing he stood on the other side of the room gazing at his old friend and miss wheeler she too was looking at the scene she stood in the bay window i see now mr keefe i believe you followed close on mr allen's heels did you see the place much as he described it yes keefe looked thoughtful yes i think i can corroborate every word of his description all right now miss lane where were you i was at the fire i followed the two men in and i saw the same situation they have told you of genevieve's quiet composed air was a relief after the somewhat excited utterances of the others what did you do i am accustomed to wait on mr appleby and it seemed quite within my province that i should telephone for help for him i called the doctor and then i called the police station you don't think you took a great deal on yourself genevieve stared at him i do not think so i only think that i did my duty as i saw it and in similar circumstances i should do the same thing again at this point the other detective was heard from i would like to ask howland said what mrs wheeler meant by crying out that it was the work of a phantom burglar not burglar bugler said mrs wheeler suddenly alert bugler howland stared please explain madam there is a tradition in my family mrs wheeler said in a slow sad voice that when a member of the family is about to die a phantom bugler makes an appearance and sounds taps on his bugle this phenomenon occurred last night oh no spooks but mr appleby is not a member of your family no but he was under our roof and so i know the warning was meant for him well well we can't waste time on such rubbish interposed burden the bugle call had nothing to do with the case how do you explain it then asked mrs wheeler we all heard it and there's no bugler about here cut it out ordered burden take up the bugler business some other time if you like but we must get down to brass tacks now his proceedings were interrupted however by the arrival of young sam appleby the big man came in and a sudden hush fell upon the group daniel wheeler rose and put out a tentative hand then half withdrew it as if he feared it would not be accepted hallen watched this closely he strongly suspected wheeler was the murderer but he had no intention of getting himself in bad by jumping at the conclusion however appleby grasped the hand of his host as if he had no reason for not doing so i'm sorry sir you should have had this tragedy beneath your roof he said hallen listened curiously it was strange he should adopt an apologetic tone as if wheeler had been imposed upon our sorrow is all for you sam dan wheeler returned and then as appleby passed on to greet maida and her mother wheeler sank back in his chair and was again lost in thought the whole scene was one of constraint appleby merely nodded to genevieve and spoke a few words to keefe and then asked to see his father 
on his return to the living-room he had a slightly different air he was a little more dictatorial more ready to advise what to do the circumstances are distressing he said and i know mr wheeler you will agree with me that we should take my father back to his home as soon as possible that will be done to-morrow morning as soon as the necessary formalities can be attended to now anything i can do for you people must be done to-night you can do a lot said burden you can help us pick out the murderer for i take it you want justice done yes yes of course appleby looked surprised of course i want this deed avenged but i can't help in the matter i understand you suspect some one of the-the household now i shall never be willing to accuse any one of this deed if it can be proved the work of an outsider a burglar or highwayman or intruder of any sort i am ready to prosecute but if suspicion rests on on any one i know i shall keep out of it you can't do that mr appleby said hallen you've got to tell all you know but i don't know anything i wasn't here you know about motives hallen said doggedly tell us now who bore your father any ill will and also had opportunity to do the shooting i shan't pretend i don't know what you're driving at and appleby spoke sternly but i've no idea that mr daniel wheeler did this deed i know he and my father were not on friendly terms but you need more evidence than that to accuse a man of murder we'll look after the evidence hallen assured him all you need tell about is the enmity between the two men anonymity of fifteen years standing appleby said slowly is not apt to break out in sudden flame of crime i am not a judge nor am i a detective but until mr wheeler himself confesses to the deed i shall never believe he shot my father wheeler looked at the speaker in a sort of dumb wonder maida gazed at him with eyes full of thankfulness and the others were deeply impressed by the just even noble attitude of the son of the victim of the tragedy but hallen mused over this thing he wondered why appleby took such an unusual stand and decided there was something back of it about which he knew nothing as yet and he determined to find out we can get in touch with you at any time mr appleby he asked oh yes of course after a few days after my father's funeral i will be at your disposal but as i've said i know nothing that would be of any use as evidence do you need to keep mr keefe and miss lane for any reason why i don't think so the detective said not longer than to-morrow anyhow i'll take their depositions but they have little testimony to give however you're none of you very far away no you can always get us at stockfield mr keefe will probably be willing to stay on and settle up my father's affairs and i know we shall be glad of miss lane's services for a time albaby glanced at the two as he spoke and they nodded well we're going to stay right here and burton spoke decidedly 
whatever the truth of the matter may be it's clear to be seen that suspicion must naturally point toward the wheeler family or some intruder though how an intruder could get in the room unseen by either mr wheeler or his daughter is pretty inexplicable but those things we're here to find out and we'll do it mr appleby i'm taking it for granted you want the criminal found oh i say mr er burden have a little common decency don't come at me with questions of that sort when i'm just about knocked out with this whole fearful occurrence have a heart man give me time to realize my loss before you talk to me of avenging it that's right said kurt keefe i think mr appleby deserves more consideration suppose we excuse him for the night somewhat reluctantly the detective was brought to consent and then daniel wheeler asked that he and his wife and daughter also be excused from further grilling that night we're not going to run away he said pathetically we'll meet you in the morning mr burden but please realize our stunned condition at present my mother must be excused maida put in i am sure she can stand no more and with a solicitous care she assisted mrs wheeler to rise from her chair yes i am ill the elder woman said and so white and weak did she look that no one could doubt her word the three wheelers went to their room and genevieve lane went off with them leaving allen and keefe with sam appleby to face the two detectives fire of questions you vamoose too sam keefe advised there's no use in your staying here and listening to harrowing details mr allen and i will have a talk with the detectives and you can talk tomorrow morning if you wish all right and appleby rose but look here keefe i loved and respected my father and i revere his memory and yes i want justice done of course but all the same if wheeler shot dad i don't want that poor old chap prosecuted you know i never fully sympathized with father's treatment of him and i'd like to make amends to wheeler by giving him the benefit of the doubt if it can be done it can't be done declared burden unwilling to agree to this heresy the law can't be set aside by personal sympathy mr appleby well i only said if it can be and the man wearily turned and left the room now then said keefe let's talk this thing out i know your position allan and i'm sorry for you and i want to say right now if i can help in any way i will i like the wheelers and i must say i subscribe to the ideas of sam appleby but all that's up to the detectives i've got to go away tomorrow so i'm going to ask you mr burton to get through with me tonight i've lots to do at the other end of the route and i must get busy but i do want to help here too so at any rate fire your questions at me that is if you know what you want to ask i'll ask one right off mr keefe and helen spoke mildly but straightforwardly can you give me any fact or suggest to me any theory that points toward any one but mr daniel wheeler as the murderer of samuel appleby curtis keefe was dismayed what could he reply to this very definite question a negative answer implicated wheeler at once 
while a yes would necessitate the disclosure of another suspect and keefe was not blind to the fact that hallen's eyes had strayed more than once toward maida wheeler with a curious glance quickly making up his mind keefe returned no fact but a theory based on my disbelief in mr wheeler's guilt and implying the intrusion of some murderous-minded person meaning some marauder hallen looked disdainful some intruder keefe said i don't know who or for what reason but i don't think it fair to accuse mr wheeler without investigating every possible alternative there are several alternatives burton declared i may as well say right out that i've no more definite suspicion of mr wheeler than i have of mrs wheeler or miss wheeler what and geoffrey allen looked almost murderous himself don't get excited sir it's my business to suspect suspicion is not accusation you must admit all three of the wheeler family had a motive that is they would one and all have been glad to be released from the thrall in which mr appleby held them and no one else present had a motive i might suspect you mr allen but that you were at the fire at the time according to the direct testimony of mr keefe oh yes we were at the fire all right allen agreed and i'd knock you down for saying to me what you did only you are justified i would far rather be suspected of the murder of mr appleby than to have any of the wheelers suspected but owing to keefe's being an eye-witness of me at the time i can't falsify about it however you may set it right down that none of the three wheelers did do it and i'll prove it go to it allen keefe cried i'll help your two loyal friends of the wheeler family said hallen in his quiet way but you can't put anything over there's no way out i know all about the governor's pardon and all that i know the feud between the two men was beyond all hope of patching up and i know that tonight had brought about a climax that had to result in tragedy if wheeler hadn't killed appleby appleby would have killed wheeler self-defense asked allen no sir not that but one or the other had to be out of the running i know the whole story and i know what men will do in a political crisis that they wouldn't dream of at any other time wheeler's the guilty party unless well unless that daughter of his hush cried allen i won't stand for it i only meant that the girl's great love and loyalty to her father might have made her lose her head no she didn't do it said allen more quietly oh i say man let's try to find this intruder that mr keefe has has invented put in burden no gentlemen they ain't no such animal now you tell me over again while i take it down just what you two saw when you came to the door of that den as they call it and so allen and keefe reluctantly but truthfully again detailed the scene that met their eyes as they returned from the fire they had put out the case is only too plain declared burden as he snapped a rubber band over his notebook sorry gentlemen 
but your story leaves no loophole for any other suspect than one of the three wheelers good night end of chapter seven